Hello everyone and welcome to Maddie's Sound Explorers. Each episode we explore the world through sound and bring you a new piece of music made from the noises we discover and a little help from our brilliant guests. Listen out for interesting sounds as we go along. Which sounds would you put in a song? I've been working really hard lately so I think I'm going to take a trip to the beach but don't worry there'll be lots to explore when we're there. The smell of the sea, the crash of the surf, the bumpy feeling of pebbles under my feet. I love being at the beach, but I'm not just here on holiday. We've had a great question from our sound explorer, Alice. How is a beach made? Thanks, Alice. Excellent question. How is a beach made? How do all the bits of sand or rock or pebbles end up here? Luckily, I'm meeting an expert to help us. Here they come now. Oh, those pebbly footsteps are a great sound to collect for our song later. I'm Helen Birmingham. I work at UCL. I work in the geography department. Helen, how did all this beach get here? The beach is just an accumulation of, of some sort of material that has been moved by, by waves. A beach can be made of pretty much anything. If waves can move a particular material and they can move it in a way that it then accumulates, that's a beach. So a beach can be made of pretty much anything that can be moved by waves and essentially deposited by waves. Accumulation means gathering. So a beach is made when waves move around a material that gathers and builds up and up over time. This beach is made up of lots and lots of pebbles. Sometimes we call the material that makes up a beach sediment. But if a beach can be made of different types of sediment, where does it all come from? You have um, rivers bringing sediment down to the the coast. Um, You have um, material that's on the seabed that might be brought in by the waves. Um, You might have um, sediment produced from the erosion of cliffs, for example. The sound of the waves washing up on the pebbles is so lovely. That should definitely go in our song too. Helen, what makes the waves? Waves are generated by wind. Um, and waves will form on any water surface um, with any kind of wind blowing over it. So even if you, I don't know, had a glass of water in front of you and you blew over that water, then you would be generating enough wind to generate a wave on that surface. Now, the difference between that and the the oceans um, and and large seas is that um, the wind has the opportunity to blow for a much longer period of time. Big oceans, for example, if you have wind blowing for a long period of time and it's it's strong wind, then you have the capability of larger waves forming. Those waves have the power to move rocks, stones, pebbles, sand, even quite big objects. And it's those waves that move the sediment which builds up and makes a beach. When people think of beaches, they might imagine lots of sand. But what is sand? So again, sand is a is a word that most people would just associate with a sandy beach, but um, in a geological sense, sand actually relates to a particular size of material. So it's anything that's between two millimetres in size and 63 microns. And 63 microns is about a sixteenth of a millimetre. 
Wow! Sand can start out as big rocks or organic materials like pieces of coral and animal shells. These materials are broken up and ground down by the sea, and when they become super tiny, we call all of them sand. Most of the beaches that we see are made of, of some sort of rock or um, kind of or- organic material. But there are beaches that are made of glass. A beach made of glass? That might sound dangerous, but these tiny pieces of glass have been smoothed by being thrown around and tumbled by the waves. So you can walk on sandy glass beaches without hurting your feet. I'm really curious to see how a beach is made. And for that, we're going to go somewhere where the land is completely new. A volcanic island. Luckily, this one isn't erupting right now. We're going to Hawaii. Come on, sand explorers, let's go. Hope you've got your surfboards. We're on the beautiful big island of Hawaii, the youngest of the Hawaiian islands. It has an active volcano in the southeast part of the island, and every few years, an eruption pours lava into the ocean. When that lava cools, it turns into rock, and the island grows a bit. It's not erupting right now, but it did in 2018. So that new part of the coast doesn't have a beach on it. It's just black lava rock against the sea. But over time, the sea will start to erode it, to break down those chunks of lava, smooth them and carry them to other parts of the coast. If there is a shallow sheltered area further along the coast, the sediment, those tiny bits of lava rock, can get washed up there. And if enough gets washed up and stays there, you get a beautiful black sand beach. So on, you know, volcanic islands that have been that are relatively recently formed, you do see beaches starting to develop, but they tend to be very, very small beaches, and it will take a very long time for um, that beach to get larger because you need more and more sediment to build up the beach. And what you'd find in those sorts of situations is if if you have a change in um, wave conditions, the beach might disappear, but then it might come back again uh, because you only have this kind of small volume of Um, sediment. But Hawaii isn't one island. It's a chain of islands, each of which was formed by a volcano. Where we are now is very new land, but as you travel west, you see islands like Maui, Oahu and Kauai, which were formed further and further in the past. They've had time for the sea to erode and break down those hard lava coastlines and carry the bits away to make beaches. But not all the beaches here are made of black sand. Other parts of Hawaii have white sandy beaches, and those aren't made from lava. Helen, where might the white sand come from? There are locations where there are fish that graze. They end up excreting following that grazing. Um, It's still large enough to act as sediment that can can form the beach. So it's just basically a, a byproduct of that grazing process. Animals like the parrotfish eat algae from the surfaces of coral and rock, scraping off and swallowing little bits of rock and coral in the process. And as nature takes its course, they poo out those little bits. 
cleaned by the sea, those scrapings of rock and coral become beautiful white sand. It's not just fish poop we should thank for our sandy shorelines, though. Other animals help to break down rocks too. In the UK, limpets play a part. So, for example, limpets in, in the UK are actually quite responsible for the downwearing of um, rock surfaces. So what they, they, they're essentially grazing the rock surface and through that process they're gradually breaking it down. But of course it's not just limpets that build beaches in the UK. The sea does most of the work. Erosion is what we call the sea breaking down the coast and washing it away. It's a natural part of the world, but if you live near a coast that's being eroded into the sea, that could be a problem. Let's get back to the UK to see what we can do about it. If the sea is eroding the coast, could it eventually erode the whole of the British Isles? I don't think that... Um, that the UK would would disappear. Um, We have to remember that um, there are parts of the um, UK coast that are eroding relatively quickly. Um, And when I say relatively quickly, there are cliffs in Suffolk and also in Yorkshire that are eroding maybe four metres per year, which is actually quite quite a lot. Um, But these these coastlines are cliffs that are formed of very, very weak material. So they erode very, very easily. Um, But there are lots and lots of coastlines around the UK that have very hard rock. So they, they might be eroding, but they're eroding incredibly slowly. As the sea breaks down and erodes a coastline, it makes lots more sediment. That sediment can now be moved around by the sea and the waves. This moving around of sediment can actually change the shape of a shore. If that sediment starts moving around, it might then start accumulating in front of a coastline that was previously eroding, which means it then stops eroding. And there are places around the country where you you can see a beach, a really healthy beach, and then at the back of it, a really stiff cliff face that had been eroding maybe 100 or 200 years ago really rapidly, but now isn't eroding at all. If a beach helps to protect the coastline behind it from erosion, How can we look after beaches and stop them from washing away? We use these um, groins, which basically are the the kind of wood or um, boulder features that allow sediment to essentially be trapped. Trapping the sediment to stop a beach from moving around is a good way to help protect a coastline from eroding. But doing this might affect beaches on other parts of the coast because there's less sediment going around. In places like the Netherlands, they're trying to solve this problem by creating new beaches from scratch. But where does all that new sediment come from? It's often the seabed. The seabed is a habitat in its own right that supports fisheries, and supports a whole kind of ecosystem within that marine environment. But if you can do that safely and with as little detriment to those habitats as possible, then that would seem to be a more effective solution. It seems that taking sediment from the seabed could be an interesting way to make new beaches, but only if we can do it without disturbing precious marine habitats. Wow, not only did we find out how beaches are made, but we also learned how they do an important job of protecting our coasts. I'm going to enjoy the rest of my day here on the beach, but I could do with a bit of music to help keep me company. 
Let's take the sound of those noisy pebbles, the crash of the waves, and some geographical expertise, and swirl it up together with a yellow beach umbrella. I hope you enjoy this episode's wet sounds. generated by wind. Big oceans, for example. If you have wind blowing for a long period of time and it's a strong wind, then you have the capability of larger waves forming. So on volcanic islands that have relatively recently formed, you do see beaches starting to develop, but they tend to be very, very small. Every few years, an eruption pours lava into the ocean. When that lava cools, it turns into rock, and the island grows a bit. There are locations where there are fish that graze. Animals like the parrotfish eat algae from the surfaces of coral and rock, scraping off and swallowing little bits of rock and coral in the process. And as nature takes its course, they poo out those little bits. So, for example, limpets in, in the UK are actually quite responsible for the downwearing of um, rock surfaces, breaking it down. In places like the Netherlands, they're creating new beaches from scratch. The seabed is a habitat in its own right that supports the whole kind of ecosystem. Sound Explorers. Discover new episodes when you subscribe. A big thank you to our expert, Dr. Helen Birmingham, to Martin Salt Oswick, who made the wavy music and put the episode together, and to Matt Hill for getting the ice creams. Thanks too to Alice for their great question. I'm Maddie Moat, and you can join me next time for another episode of Maddie Sound Explorers.
Maddie's Sound Explorers. It's brought to you by Magic Star. <laughs>